Pandora's box, a box of chocolates. Would I know to stay away? What's that? Pandora's box, a box of chocolates. Would I eat them anyway? Cause every time I have half a mind to leave you, babe, that means I have half a mind to stay. And now for something completely different. Spring, it's spring, spring has sprung, somebody fix it. It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. My name is Mike. Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food and culture, I think. Join me today as we figure out together what on earth today's show is going to be about. Would you like to hear some songs? I would. There's a lot going on this weekend, actually, around Ann Arbor, so we're going to talk a bit about about that. But in the meantime, songs about vegetables, lots of vegetables. They're they're coming. Any moment, they're going to be popping up here, there, everywhere. And here's one now. Every state in the USA has its favorite day To honor the groundhog or a mule or even a bale of hay Mount ID has its favorite day that's set aside each year And if you're within 20 miles of the place This is what you'll hear It's come what time in Mount ID They're the biggest we've had in a year It's kumquat time in Mount ID They're nice in a stew or your beer Wallace Wine had a pain in his chest A kumquat policy put in his vest The garment remained but poor Wallace went west During kumquat time in Mount ID Kumquat time in Mount ID Is a gay light fiesta type composition usually played at Mount Idy weddings, wakes, and major disasters. It tells the lovely story of rich harvests and simple people. And you've never seen people more simple than those in Mount Idy. You'll notice in the first movement an underlying feeling of tragedy which is portrayed by the Mount Idaphone, sometimes called a mandolin. Unless played by a woman, then it's called a womandolin. This instrument is deftly played by Wallace Swine, local orchid grower and part-time barfly. The first movement. So much for the first movement. The second movement, which symbolizes Mother Nature, who's married to Fred Nature, this movement is played on bells by Alvy Schuster, master bricklayer and local sneak thief. (laughs) 
in the third movement, we have the feeling of impending disaster. This is created by the rich tones of the bass viol in the able hands of Leonard Box, Mount Ida Steamfitter, and three-time loser. And in conclusion, the last movement dances brightly along with the nimble fingers of Judge Leroy Hockey plucking the banjo strings. Judge Hockey was three times convicted as a pickpocket. With these notes I have given you, you should be able to relive the glory of kumquat time in Mount Ida, a truly great work. And now we hear the composition in its entirety with vocal interpretation by me, Charles Weaver. It's kumquat time in Mount Ida, they'll be singing and dancing galore. It's kumquat time in Mount Ida, we'll go for a dip near the shore. Who will win the potato sack race? Sweet Elsie Crack will slap somebody's face. Fist fights will break out all over the place when it's kumquat time in Mount Ida. Well, needless to say, that was Kumquat Time in Mount Ida. Kumquat Time in Mount Ida by Mr. Charlie Weaver. If you don't know who Charlie Weaver is, for me, it's kind of a vague memory of my childhood. But this is from the album Charlie Weaver Sings for His People, from a Columbia album by that name. My understanding is Columbia never put the release dates on their album, so I have no idea. Sometime in the 18th century, possibly, this was recorded. But according to the notes here, Charlie Weaver used to be known as Cliff Arquette. He's the wild old man who injects so much fun into the Jack Parr show on television and has been doing so under his previous sobriquet, 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 I don't have a pronouncer, for some time now. For some 40-odd years in show business, Cliff Arquette has been a comic writer and comedian of outstanding merit and contributed some of radio's funniest moments in both capacities. And that was one of them right there. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. It's the first week of spring, and so we have some songs about vegetables today. And about that kumquat we just heard, there are many, many variations of kumquat, in fact. Kumquats are a group of small fruit-bearing trees. The edible edible fruit, hello, it's a musical instrument too, the edible fruit closely resembles an orange, but it's much smaller, being approximately the size and shape of a large olive. Examples of kumquats are the round kumquat. When the kumquats are divided into multiple species, the name Fortunella japonica, or Citrus japonica, is retained by this group. The round kumquat is also called Marimu kumquat, or Morgani kumquat. It's an evergreen tree producing edible golden yellow fruit. The round Hawaiian variety, the Mewa kumquat, is eaten raw. The fruit is small and usually round, but can be oval-shaped, which I guess would be the oval kumquat and not the round one. The peel has a sweet flavor, but the fruit has a sour center. The fruit can be eaten cooked, but is mainly used to make marmalades and jellies. It is grown as an ornamental plant and can be used in bonsai. 
The plant symbolizes good luck in China and other Asian countries, where it is kept as a house plant and given as a gift during the Lunar New Year, which began not long ago. Well, our next item here, I believe, is a cucumber. This, I think, is an outtake from Saturday Night Fever. Here are the Bee Gees. The where the trees see the grass, a pinkerton spy. Said this is the place I will try. And he did. Stood in the dark, sat a man who beckoned him in. But leaving his grass was a sin. But he did. Cucumber castle, be ever so humble it's home. He saw the lights in the cellar reflect in his eyes. Yet early that morning was he to receive a surprise. from the dream sequence from Saturday Night Fever. No, it wasn't really. That was the Bee Gees from 1967 and Cucumber Castle. Somebody seems to have put the turntable on to the slower setting, and that's why it sounded a bit slower than usual. And Arwolf was just suggesting that the earlier sounds of the birds chirping sounded more like chickens, and that's perhaps because it was on the same turntable. But we're going to get back right up to the normal speed right now on Pandora's Lunchbox. And... Here's some more songs about vegetables in just a moment. But some very interesting things are going on this weekend. The Ann Arbor Film Festival, most definitely going on this weekend. We can talk some more about that in just a moment. That's at the Michigan Theater, and there are other events around town as well. Also, the 46th Annual Dance for Mother Earth Powwow begins on March 24th. That would be, I believe, Saturday. Yes, it's on Saturday and Sunday. And the schedule of events you could find at our website, wcbn.org. You go to our concerts. That is our events page, actually, wcbn.org slash events. Look up the 24th and the 25th. You will find a listing about the powwow. This is a celebration of Native American culture featuring dancers, drummers, craftspeople, and artists. 
And the powwow has a schedule of events. You can look up there, including a drum roll call. And when it says the simple words grand entry, I can just imagine what a grand, grand entry that will be. I'm I'm hoping I can make it because it sounds pretty amazingly, wonderfully exciting and cool. There will be a flag song, an invocation, a veteran song, and a welcome address involved in that. There will be dancing of all kinds, storytelling with Pinoka Walker. There will be contest dancing. There will be a hard drum contest. There will be a grand exit. There actually will be two grand entries on Saturday. So there's going to be one at noon and another one at 7 p.m. So, And then there will be a grand exit at 10.30 p.m. on Saturday. Then the powwow continues on Sunday with a grand entry at noon. Doors will open before that, but the grand entry itself will be at noon. That will close earlier on Sunday than Saturday. There will be a grand exit and traveling song starting at 5.15. This is all at Skyline High School. The 46th annual Dance for Mother Earth powwow. Ann Arbor's got some wonderful things going on. Wouldn't you say Ann Arbor and Ypsilanti pretty much? Yeah, we've got it made around here. It's almost quarter to seven. Arbolf and Face the Music is at seven with wonderful music mostly of the first half of the 20th century, but you just never know. So this, I believe, is another one about uh, fruits commonly mistaken as vegetables. Here we go. He's sighing. He's ready. I've been shopping online for tomato costumes that I can wear. You might say, why would you buy a form of fabric that makes you not who you are? Because I want to be the guy who comes into your children's third grade classroom and explains all about fruits commonly mistaken for vegetables. Because I know a boy who thinks vegetables grow in the produce section And the ones labeled exotic are actually grown in the USA And if you want to take a flight to everywhere your food is grown You'd be the most well-traveled person that I have ever known That's good to me. I don't know. That was uh, Mr. Dave End. That was recorded in 2007. I saw him in somebody's backyard during the Ypsilanti Awesome Fest. That was a nice, warm, sunny day. Oh, warmth. You know, if you go to the Wikipedia page under tomato, you have a, there's a section on that called Fruit versus Vegetable. And um, that sounds like a good... Uh, Hardcore battle, fruit versus vegetable. Says here, botanically, a tomato is a fruit, a berry consisting of the ovary together with its seeds of a flowering plant. However, the tomato has a much lower sugar content than other edible fruits and is therefore not as sweet. Typically served as part of a salad or main course of a meal rather than a dessert, it is in the U.S. considered a culinary vegetable. One exception is that tomatoes are treated as a fruit in home canning practices. They are acidic enough to process in a water bath rather than in a pressure cooker as vegetables require. Hmm. Tomatoes are not the only food source with this ambiguity. 
bell peppers, cucumbers. Mmm, we were just in Cucumber Castle there. Green beans, eggplants, avocados, and squashes of all kinds, such as zucchini and pumpkins, are all botanically fruits yet cooked as vegetables. This has led to legal disputes in the U.S., of course. In 1887, a U.S. tariff U.S. tariff laws imposed a duty on vegetables but not on fruits. It caused the tomato's status to become a matter of legal importance. The U.S. Supreme Court settled this controversy on 10 May 1893, a day that will live in infamy, by declaring that the tomato is a vegetable. Actually, that's not not a bad day. Based on the popular definition that classifies vegetables by use, that they are generally served with dinner and not dessert. Nix versus Hedden. 149 U.S. 304. The holding of this case applies only to the interpretation of the Tariff Act of 3 March 1883, not needless to say, and the court did not purport, the court did not purport to reclassify the tomato for botanical or other purposes. But most importantly, the court did not purport. The tomato is native to Southern America. Wild versions were small, like cherry tomato- tomatoes, and most likely yellow rather than red. I didn't know that. A member of the deadly nightshade family, tomatoes were erroneously erroneously thought to be poisonous by Europeans who were suspicious of their, their bright, shiny fruit. Or is it vegetable? This was exacerbated by the interaction of the tomato's acidic juice with pewter plates. I'm often putting tomatoes on pewter plates. The leaves and immature fruit, in fact, contain trace amounts of solanine, which in larger quantity would be toxic, although the ripe fruit does not. The exact date of domestication is unknown. By 500 BC, it was already being cultivated in southern Mexico and probably other areas. There's so much to read about tomatoes on the website at Wikipedia that I could probably spend the next half hour doing that, but I would be interrupting our wolf show. I have nothing queued up, so here's Charlie Weaver with the Mount ID lullaby. It's going to go something like this. I hope he says something about food. What do you think? An old man the other day whose eyes were filled with tears. That was slick. I thought the cause of his sorrowing was due to advancing years. He shook his head as he wiped his eye. His heart was filled with pain. With quivering voice and a choking sob, he told this sad refrain, sad refrain. They're draining Snyder's swamp in the morning. They're going to put a highway through. They're tearing out the creeping snow. No longer will the swamp reflect its blue They're tearing down the old green pavilion Where Mount Ida used to dance and romp They're draining Snyder's swamp in the morning Goodbye, my sweet and lovely Schneider Schwab. I saw an old lady the other day Whose eyes were filled with tears I thought the cause of her sorrowing Was due to advancing years 
She shook her head as she wiped her eye Her heart was filled with pain With quivering voice and a choking sob She told this sad refrain Sad refrain They're draining Snyder's swamp in the morning They're looking for my nephew Leonard Box He left for work a smiling and a laughing With his lunch pail and two pairs of cotton socks But one was Lyle That incident took place in 37 When someone in the night heard a curplump They're draining Snyder's swamp in the morning Goodbye, my sweet and lovely Snyder's swamp Well, I didn't know this was going to this was going to get political here. Um no relation to uh, any political situation, state, local, or anything. That was Charlie Weaver and they're draining Snyder's swamp in the morning. It's Charlie Weaver. It was recorded how many years ago? I don't know. So what are you going to say about that? You're going to say it's Pandora's Lunchbox and I'm still Mike. And uh, the Ann Arbor Film Festival continues tonight. An institution, a wonderful, wonderful event every year in Ann Arbor. This is the 56th annual Ann Arbor Film Festival, primarily taking place at the Michigan Theater, but there are events around town. At 7 o'clock tonight, let me give you an idea of what's coming up at the film festival tonight. A film called Disasters of Peace will be showing at 7 p.m. tonight at the Michigan Theater screening room. Art, various artist filmmakers will challenge our cultural and conceptual interpretations of disaster. At 7.30 in the main auditorium, films in competition, including such titles as Sunken Treasure, Stillness, Review, North of Eden, and Blink. There's going to be a special program at the screening room at 9.15 tonight called Black Radical Imagination. And then films in competition, it's out night tonight at 9.30. The 17th celebration of queer cinema at AAFF says here spotlights recent experimental films with LGBTQ themes, including such titles as Royal Jelly, Bones, Fragments 83, Jim, and Empty Nightclub. And there's going to be an after party at the Out Bar from 11 p.m. till 2 a.m., so much going on. The film festival continues Friday. It continues Saturday. It continues Sunday. And they're showing Blade Runner at the State Theater on Saturday slash Sunday at midnight. Huh. That's that's a listing on the website. So there it is. Looks like it's a part of the whole festivities. And the winner's night showings will be 5 p.m. and 7 p.m. on Sunday night. All at the Ann Arbor Film Festival in Ann Arbor at the Michigan Theater. There's also going to be, let me see if I can find this for you, a concert at the after party for the film festival. Let's see, I believe Witch Pucker and Saj Talk will be playing there. Let me just get this for you. Just a moment here. Sunday, March 25th, the Ann Arbor Film Festival after party will be at Babs Underground at 213 South Ashley, featuring performances by Saj Tak and Witch Pucker.
Well, I hope you've been enjoying this celebration of Ann Arbor and events around town and vegetables because it is spring. Spring, in fact, it is. Well, let's hear something from Pogo, shall we? Pogo, the comic strip. His first appearance was in 1943 as a spear carrier in a comic book. By 1951, Pogo already had a sizable following for a possum. They followed his adventures daily in 196 newspapers. In the ensuing years, Pogo had experienced almost every possible triumph, it says here on the Songs of the Pogo LP. Ten books about him have sold more than a million and a half copies. He now appears, now as in when this LP came out, he now appears in 450 newspapers with a combined circulation of more than 50 million readers. So, we're going to hear a song of the Pogo. There's a little booklet in here called Lyrics to the 18 Songs on Songs of the Pogo by Walt Kelly, including such food-oriented titles, orientated titles as Pot Lucky, uh, Sugar Me, and the one we're going to hear in just a moment, which is called Parsnoops. Should I read you the lyrics first? It might help. Oh, the parsnips were snipping their snappers while the parsley was parceling the peas. And parsing a sentence from handle to hand was a hornet who hummed with the bees. The turnips were passing the time of the day in the late in the night of the moon on the porch, with the shade from the shadows so shortfully shrift that the scallions were screeched in the scorch. I really could have just said that to you. I mean, it just makes a lot of sense. So parsnips, parsnoops. Here is a song from Songs of the Pogo. That's the song of Songs of the Pogo. You know what? This has been WCBN FM Ann Arbor. I've been Mike for almost a half hour now. You've been listening to Pandora's Lunchbox. We're going to hear that Songs of the Pogo song of the Pogo, and then we're going to hear something else, and then we're going to hear Arwolf and Face the Music. I think that's a pretty reasonable way to make things go. Enjoy what's going on around town, the powwow, the Ann Arbor Film Fest, any other good things going on. Enjoy spring. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Never stop listening and also keep doing that. The parsnips were stepping their snappers While a parsley was parsling the peas And parsing a sentence from handle to hand Was a hornet who hung with the bees The turnips were passing the time of the day In the night of the moon on the porch With the shade from the shadows so short For they shrift that the scallions were screeched in the scorch were slipping their snappers while the parsley was parsing the peas and parsing a sentence from handle to hand was a hornet who hummed with the bees the turnips were passing the time of the day in the night of the moon on the porch with the shade from the shadow so sharp when they shrieked that the scallions were screeching the scorch now avant-garde implies linear movement the vanguard is in advance of the majority. But I say to you that we are beyond linearity. We have expanded far beyond the boundaries of fundamental postmodernism, where we learned how to defer judgment and simply say, there it is. That's a beautiful stance. 
We learned it from John Cage. There it is. It's a way of life at WCBN-FM. It's part of our mission. WCBN-FM, Ann Arbor. There it is. As a people, now at our best, we are moving in great spiraling currents of post-linearity. You have the potential to do that every time you're online or in a used record store independently owned, right? Because it's there. There it is. It's there. I grew up in the 20th century. There it is. It's just there. It was there. It was just there, man. I mean, that's there's a whole point of Andy. I mean, Empire State Building? <laughs> there it is, you know. And it, I just love that aspect. That's what I learned in the 20th century. Just shut up. It's just there. I don't know about that guy. It's almost 7 o'clock, and... Like Abby Hoffman said, it's WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Thank you, Mike. I'm uh, I'm still recovering from hearing... Didn't we hear more than one recording by Charlie Weaver? Wow. Mike Perini, folks. Charlie Weaver sings for his people. Uh, another record I didn't know existed until I came down to WCBN and listened to Mike for half an hour. We'd like to point out to you that WCBN-FM and the Ann Arbor Film Festival are largely contemporaneous. They grew up together, and they got a lot of parallels going on. The, uh, the, the whole philosophy of freeform, the philosophy of, um, well, let's say creativity taken sometimes to some joyous extremes. That's uh, that's something that the Ann Arbor Film Festival and WCBN-FM do have in common. And the film festival is going on all week. It's going on right now. At the Michigan Theater, the people are flocking there from all over the country. People even come from other countries to experience the Ann Arbor Film Festival. So in my little way, my little tiny way, I thought it'd be nice to give you a uh, a special program tonight that's continuing with our you theme. This is another show that's another hour long program that's all about you, whoever you might be. Every title here has the word you in it, but we're looking at a uh, quite a range of music. This can be a lot of different kinds of music. And I'd like to think that, uh, you know, it's quite possible I won't even talk for the whole hour because I just want to experience these sounds with you. I'm going to open with a um, a cartoon soundtrack excerpt from 1943. The pianist heard on it is Mr. Mead Lux Lewis. It's time to face the music together. <laughs> 